Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What's Culture Football. You are now joining myself, Gareth Morgan and Andrew Pollard for our Premier League preview show series thing in the Bob thing that we are doing right now coming into the new Premier League season and today's teams that we're going to be looking at we're going to be looking at Everton and we're going to be looking at Fulham so any Tony Khan fans out there we got you covered so first and foremost we need to talk about Everton Andrew we need to talk about Everton it's it's been a weird old time hasn't it over the last season or so we've had Carlo Ancelotti suddenly come in and the teams, were, were, they were circling the, the relegation drain at one point like during last season. Um, now, coming into this season, what positions do you reckon Carlo Ancelotti needs to address coming into this season? Well, they've, they've already moved to uh, to bring in well, three midfielders, it seems. that The, the Allen deal uh, got, got finalised this morning. James Rodriguez coming in from Real Madrid. Uh, and also, it looks like Adulu Decorey from uh, from Watford is going to happen. So the midfield is looking pretty good to me. Um, and I mean, if you're looking at what they need to address now, I think to me, I, I feel like I rant about him all the time. But I think if if they want to do anything, then Jordan Pickford, nah, mate, no. Um, I just I think that the goalkeeper situation, if Everton really want to push on in the next year or two, I think they need to replace Jordan Pickford. Mm-hmm. Um, he's decent, but I think if you're 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 aiming high. He's not decent enough. Um, maybe, I think maybe somebody in the, the wide positions, because um, the way that Carl Ancelotti normally tends to set up is a lot of the time he plays with a 4-4-2, but he has the the wide midfielders kind of tucking in and it's relying on the fullbacks getting outside and somebody sitting deep in the midfield, which is, I imagine would be what Alan will do. So maybe they need someone out wide, really, because to me, I'm looking at it and you've got Theo Walcott, you've got Alex Iwobi, uh, Bernard as well, and... They're all okay, but again, I think it depends. If, if Everton have got serious aspirations of of maybe pushing on for Europe this season, I think maybe they could do with a, a wide player and maybe another centre-half or uh, someone on the right-back. Sidibe's gone, gone back to uh, to Monaco after his loan spell, so you only got really got Seamus Coleman there. I know Mason Holgate can fit in at right-back, but I think there's still a few spots where Carlo could strengthen, but I think already the transfer window has been a really positive one for, for the F, for the Toffees. Yeah, so in midfield, I think that is an area of that team that massively needed strengthening. Um, they had yeah. a lot of ageing players in that midfield. Uh, just some players that weren't quite clicking. You had your, your Fabian Delfts in there. You had um, Sigurdsson as well. They've, yeah. they've, been, they've done a job. Like You can't knock them. They've done a job, but no real class right now. You've got Decore coming in, you've got um, James Rodriguez potentially coming in as well, and Alan. And it's, yeah, that midfield suddenly looks like 
a European potentially challenging squad in midfield. And I agree with you in terms of the, the, the centre-back situation. I feel like Keane, he got, last year, I think he got over a few of the mistakes that he had in the season before when he was looking like a bit of a calamity. Um, I, I feel like he's a bit more stable now. Mina's looking like probably a first choice in Holtgate. Probably is first choice as well at centre-back when you're going to pair those two together. In my mind, I, that's what I do. But again, like you said, there's not really a top-class player in there that's got the experience when times get tough. Do you know what I mean? A lot of those players have just been brought in like from teams. I think Mina came, didn't he come from Barcelona? He did, yeah, 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 on the back of the, the World Cup. Bar- yeah. Barca kind of bought him and then sold him about six months later at a profit because of that World yeah. Cup. Um, yeah, and it's one of them. He didn't get the chance necessarily to work with that team to gain that experience. So mm. they've not got, I think... Somebody like potentially if Thiago Silva was still on the market would have been brilliant for Everton because it's just a player. It's it's exactly why Chelsea have signed him just to bring in that experience, that that know-how, certain situations. I think they need that. Um, you've got um, obviously I think it's Maurice Keane as well. Keane, I always yeah. forget how to pronounce yeah, his name. Right? He's there's a lot of talk of him potentially leaving on loan. So that again that makes that striking situation look a little bit thin because Richarlison's done a job and Calvert Lewin's done a job. They both got thirteen goals I believe last year. Yep. But you got to think where if you want to be really challenging the top of that table, you need a consistent striker who's going to get your goals. So there's there's a lot to think about. But in terms of running, uh, potentially going for a European run um, or at least breaking into European places this year, what what do you think Everton are going to be able to do? Do you think they're going to be able to challenge? Um, I, I think so. I mean, you don't bring in a manager like Carlo Ancelotti just to aim for mid-table. Um, I, this is a guy that's won Serie A, won the Premier League, won the Bundesliga. Um, and probably other trophies that I'm, I'm mistaken and we've forgotten. A couple of Champions Leagues at Milan as well. So he's he's a winner. He's there. They've persuaded him to to join Everton because clearly they've said that they're going to back him. I think the the fact that personally they, they went after James Rodriguez just because Carlo said so, I think that's a big signal of intent uh, and backing for the manager. So I think realistically, yeah, they, they've got to be pushing on for, for Europe. Um, when you're looking at, can they get to the top six, seven spots? I think that's realistic. But I, I just think maybe they need one or two more um, bodies in before the deadline. For it, the transfer window, was it slams shut? Yeah, before then. But I, yeah, you, you look at it, and I think there's there's a good basis there. There's some good youngsters there. I mean, you talked then about uh, about Dominic Calvert Lewin and, and Richarlison, both still 22, and they, they seem to link up really well at times last season. Um, you've got Jared Branthwaite coming through, played a few games towards the end of the year after the restart, and he's only 18. Anthony Gordon, mm-hmm. 19, got a few games as well towards the end of the year. So there's there's that side of things, and then you've also got Gabamin to come back in, who they signed last season for. 25 million-ish, and then he got injured after, I think, two games, and that was that. So that could be like a new sign-in in midfield as well. So there's lots to look forward to, Everton. I think, yeah, I'd fully expect that they, they should be uh, challenging for Europe, and I, I think they, they will be. Well, yeah, I, I to be honest, I, I fully agree with pretty much everything you said there. Uh, the, big, the, biggest thing, <laughs> the, the biggest thing with Everton, I feel like, in terms of them progressing, I think, like you said, they've got a lot of players in that team that are they're quite young. There's time to tap the potential. If anybody is going to do that, Ancelotti probably is one of the best managers on the planet on his day. He's probably going to be able to do that. But in between the sticks, you've got Mr. Pickford, like you said, who's probably not the most, he's not a top, yeah. top class keeper. Could they potentially go in for Kepper at Chelsea? Oof, um, oof. To the keeper who he wants out from, from by all accounts and Chelsea seem like 
I know Czech says something about him staying, like sticking put and everything, but I think Chelsea wouldn't mind getting rid of him for the right price and bringing in. I think they mm. want to bring in Mendy from um, uh, Rene. Ren, I think I think it is Rene. That's something you take when you've got a hand, <laughs> not Rene. Um, so yeah, could Kepa potentially fill that out? I mean, that's that's a bit of a swerve if I see there, bro. I like that from left field because I suppose well, Chelsea seem like they want to get rid. Uh, they've been looking at pretty much any goalkeeper on the planet. Uh, Nick Pope's uh, rumored with him, Andrea Nana, Ajax been linked with him, um, Jan Oblak, of course, has been linked with him. But that would take a whole wedge of cash to get him, and Chelsea have already spent a lot of money. So yeah, they're definitely looking for to upgrade on Kepa. Um, and the other side of that, would Kepa be an upgrade on Jordan Pickford? I think he probably would be, yeah. but again, you're going, going from one error-prone goalkeeper to another if you're Everton, if if that's the way. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Nick Pope mentioned there, I think that would be a great option for anybody really right now. I think he's a really, really top goalkeeper. I think if you look at the England goalkeepers, to me, I don't know, I'd say, to me, Pickford's probably in the top five, but... I don't think he's in the top three England goalkeepers out there at the moment. You look at Dean Henderson, Nick Pope, I'd take Tom Heaton uh, when he's back fit. I'd, I'd take Ben Foster over Jordan Pickford. Um, I mean, that that could be a shout. I mean, and he's experienced Ben Foster. He's, yeah, okay, you can look at it and say he's 35. He, maybe he's going to be winding down his career in the next few years. But on the other side of that, he's an experienced goalkeeper that's proven at Premier League level. He had this big move to Manchester United that maybe didn't quite work out for, well, it didn't work out for him. But, I think with that, I, I don't think he was really ready for that stage because at Manchester United, sometimes a goalkeeper, you can go eight, nine minutes with doing nothing. And I, it's all about being mentally turned on. I don't think Foster at that time was... He, he's one of those goalkeepers that's better when he's got lots to do. And at Everton, he would have things to do. Um, and I think that could be a, an inspired signing for him, at least as a, a stopgap for a year or maybe two years while you, you look at another goalkeeper out there. But yeah, um, it's with Kepa as well, how much it's going to cost. And... Yeah, That's, I mean, he's what the, the most expensive goalkeeper in world football at like 80 million, I think it was, that Chelsea paid for him. So even though Chelsea want rid of him, they, they're going to want, you'd imagine, at least maybe 60 million for him. Um, maybe even more. Depends how much of that money they want to make back. And if I'm Everton and I'm looking to spend that sort of money on a goalkeeper, I'm probably not looking at Kepa. That's a good point. That's a fair point. So we, we will see. We will see. <laughs> in terms of the keeping situation, yeah. what unfolds at Everton. But enough, enough of the Merseysiders. So let's go down south. We need to talk about one of the newly promoted sides. Obviously, we're talking about Fulham, the Tony Khan FC. We're going to talk all about them. Um, are they, I know this is quite a bitter way to start this, obviously, because it's, it's a great way. It's a great thing that they come up to the Premier League and find a way to return. But are they technically relegation favourites, would you say? <sighs> Yeah, I, I think you you have to look at them in the mix for uh, yeah. I think it's going to be um, a dogfight for Fulham this season. I, I think it's it's like you said, it's great to see them back in the Premier League. Uh, Scott Parker did a really good job in his his first full season in management there to get that side promoted through the playoffs last season. And yeah, I think even the most optimistic of Fulham fans right now they they'd snap your hand off for what. 17th place in the Premier League at the end of the next season. So I think, yeah, they, they're they definitely in contention if you're looking at who's favourite to relegation, unfortunately, for Fulham fans. But, I mean, they're in with a, a chance of staying up. It's just, I think it might be, I don't know, I, I think it might be a big, well, it will be a very big ask, I think, for them to, to stay in the Premier League next season. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, and I think it's not making the same mistakes they made last time where they just, mm. they, they did what Aston Villa did last year. Yeah. It almost didn't work out for Aston Villa. It's that thing of just splurging money, going, oh, these people are on the market, everyone's in for them. Okay, we'll just get them and figure out how they fit into our, squ our squad later. 
Yeah. They need to build on the players that were successful for them last year. You've got your, your Ivan Cavaleros, your Mitrovic's, uh, Tom Carney, players like that who did so well yeah. for them in the championship. And just give them a bit of space. Yeah, bring in some quality, some Premier League level quality. It's going to help reinforce the squad and give a bit of depth to your squad because you find that a lot of promoted teams don't necessarily do that. They don't really bring in the reinforcements, really. Yeah. That's yeah. What tends to happen. I think also they've got the continuity as well. They've already made some signings, but but they've been players that have been on loan that they now turn those those loans into permanent deals with Harrison Reed from Southampton and Anthony Knockhart coming from Brighton, both who were pivotal to Fulham's success last season and they're now permanent there. Um, they brought in Anthony Robinson from Wigan who had that bizarre moment in the what the January transfer window, which feels like about 12 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this, this year, man. Um, but yeah, that Anthony Robinson who nearly went from Wigan to AC Milan in January, which was bonkers um, and that fell through the last minute unfortunately but they've signed him uh, from Wigan so that's that's a, a big signing Josh Onoma I, I think it's a big season mm-hmm. for him having not quite made the grade at Spurs and dropping down to the championship This it's a big year for him Tom Kearney you mentioned there is key to so much what they do and I think he he disappointed a little bit last time when, when they were in the Premier League where people expected a lot from him and he maybe didn't deliver Mitrovic is just always fun to watch because He's mad. He's a bit of a mad bastard. Yeah. Just, you, you're either going to get a hat trick or you're going to get a red card and a, and a massive brawl. Um, but I think he's, well. he's a discount Costa, discount Diego Costa. <laughs> That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but I think a big one is probably Michael Hector, who is now 28. And he, God, it must be five, six years ago now when he got his big move from Reading to Chelsea. And everybody was thinking, like, oh, that's a, who, who's this young centre half? And then he never, even, I don't think he even kicked the ball for Chelsea. It was just loan spell after loan spell after loan spell. And then he, he signed for Fulham in, in January. Um, I thought he was really good at the Fulham games I saw towards the end of the season. I think, again, it's another one where you've got players here where they've maybe been in the Premier League and not quite. I don't know, not quite made it as it were, um, or they they've just yeah been awful, and now they've they've got this chance, this second crack at it. And Michael Hector, Tom Kearney, um, Mario Lamina as well from Southampton mm-hmm. could be a shrewd bit of business because there was a spell where he was looking really good about like, eighteen months ago, and if they can get him back playing well, then yeah, but it's it's a real test for Scott Parker. I think it's it's a proper uphill battle for him. Yeah, and Fulham for me, they're one of the 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 let's say the OG teams from my youth when I think of uh, the Premier League growing up and they were just a team that were always there and for the longest time with Villa they've been just just on the edge just in and out and it's you'd like to see as somebody who appreciates the old days and likes a bit of nostalgia you'd like to see Fulham stick around for a little bit and just have those another big London club in the Premier League and Fingers crossed they do well this year. Um, we don't like seeing any club quickly relegated back down because it's just a bit sad. So, mm. fingers crossed, Tony Khan FC do really well. Uh, but yeah, that has been our, our Premier League preview for Fulham and Everton. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments section below, what you think Fulham need to do to avoid relegation, who you think Everton potentially need to bring in if they need to bring in any more signings to go with the likes of the Kure, Hammers and Allen. If they all do, let's, fingers crossed, get into the squad and come in. Uh, let us know what you think of all that. I have been Gareth from What Culture Football. You can find me at what at Gmorgan04 and <laughs> What Culture Football as well. Where can they find you, Andrew? Uh, you can find me at Cultured Left Peg. Amazing. Uh, have the best day possible. Do not forget to like, share, and click on that old subscribe button. And we will see you very, very soon. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 